For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Patrick Weider, back for another episode of the Big Ten Football Show. All right, B-Way. Um, uh, first off, I want to let everybody know I'm in my basement quarantine. I, I do have COVID. I tested positive Wednesday. So I'm down here in the basement. That's why my voice is a little scratchy. I'm a little sick, but I want to do the podcast because I'm kind of getting stir crazy. So it's good to do the podcast. And Go ahead, Coach Way. Rub it in. My Buckeyes got their butts kicked by Michigan. Go ahead. I'm a little happy that you were quarantined, so you got to watch the whole game with no distractions. And you know, I'm not happy, of course, you got COVID, but you had to go sit there and suffer through that game and watch every snap of Michigan dominating Ohio State. My sister, Matt, my sister texted me and goes, how are you feeling? I said, about the game or, or COVID? And she, she goes, I know, about both. <laughs> and I was like, not very good. But yeah, it was uh, it was a butt kicking. I mean, Harbaugh, you know, he's been maligned in his career at Michigan, and he came out and they were an aggressive team, and they took it to Ohio State. They deserved to win the game, and Ohio State deserved to lose, you know. Um, and I thought Michigan was a way better team in in all three phases of the game. Yeah, I was shocked to see it. Like I was expecting Ohio State to go on a run or or do what they do. No, I, 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 I agree, too. Uh, when it was 14, 13 and a half, I wasn't panicked because I seen Ohio State down before in the halftime. Like they were down in the Northwestern game at the half or it was a close game. Um, like I've seen them, you know, and then just kind of pick it up. You know what my biggest worry was? They got the ball in the second half and Ohio State came out. And the number one trump card Ohio State's always had against Michigan is they're, they're more physical and they can run the ball. And when, when it gets a little dicey, Ohio State's like, okay, we're just going to run the ball and kick your, kick your ass down the field. They came out the first half and they ran three straight plays and had to punt because they didn't get any yards. They got like eight yards. And they went three and out. I was like, uh-oh. That was my first, like, uh-oh. And then Michigan went around and they just couldn't stop them. You know, offensively, they got it rolling. But, you know, Michigan just had all the numbers. They had almost 300 yards rushing on Ohio State. They got pushed around all day. It was a great job by, uh, by Gaddis, the O.C., he caught a great game. He out-leveraged Ohio State by using formations. And then they were just better up front. Uh, and they kicked the crap out of them. Yeah, credit to Michigan, man. I mean, nobody expected them to, to have the season they had. And they're still, uh, at this point in the season, relevant. You know, I said on week one that college football is better when Michigan is relevant and good. So it's good to see them back in the action and back in the Big Ten championship, and you know, hopefully that they, they can finish this thing out and and and, and go to the Final Four here. We, we will we need, see. We need to see more than Ohio State win the freaking Big Ten every year. It's 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 good. It's it's good for the Big Ten. I agree. It is good for the Big Ten. You know, Ohio State's dominated it, um, and Ohio State's not going anywhere at all. But it's good for Michigan, and then you know, I I think that, you know, if they can take care of business against Iowa, you know, they're probably going to make the playoffs. So it'd be good to have another Big Ten team make the playoff. Yeah, so Ohio uh, State's the only one that's made it. They got to win this week to make it. Yep. All right. You know, we'll get into that more. I want to go over that in a second. But, you know, also Oklahoma went down. So Oklahoma's out of the playoff, more than likely. Alabama almost lost. Uh, so a lot of crazy weekend. You know, the chalk, the, the top big boys – you know, are going down, and we're going to have some new blood in the playoff, B. Should be interesting. Should be interesting. Okay. So, on this episode, um, uh, guys, we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to break down some of the games we already started, and then we're going to have Steve Navarelli, who's a local newspaper reporter and a native Michigan fan. So, we're going to have him on the podcast, talk about the playoffs and, and, and much more. We're, we're going to have our playoff rankings, B-Way and I, and then we're going to go over also um, – like where we are with our, our, our picks. We'll go over that and we're, and we're unveil our playoff picks. So let's get into it. OSU loses to Michigan. I got a bunch of things I want to tell you. 
Okay, this is sets the scene, shows you how great a win this is for Michigan. First time Michigan, uh, first time since 2011, Michigan beat OSU. So 10 years. It's a long time to dominate your rivalry. That's huge for them to win. 10 years. Um, since 2001, Ohio State's been 16-2 and two against Michigan. So it's not been a rivalry. And then the other thing, this is crazy, B. This is a crazy stat to talk about. Ohio State has won 29 straight Big Ten games going into that. 29 straight conference games. So they broke that streak by losing to Michigan. Kind of crazy, right? You know, Ohio State's nuts. been the big boy. Now Michigan took them down. That is nuts, 29 straight. Yeah, and so so it just, you know, and Ohio State's been into, what is it? Four straight Big Ten championships, so that's not going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm used to Ohio State in the Big Ten championship, so they're not going to be in there. So, just all in all, I mean, it was like it was like Harbaugh said it. It was for all the marbles, and it was all the marbles because they won. And now, you know, it wasn't just Ohio State lost. You know, the rival, which above the playoff, above Big Ten championship, losing your rival is worse. Like, I can't stand losing Michigan and losing them breaks my heart. So. <laughs> And then now you're out of the playoff, Ohio State, and you're out of the Big Ten race. So the, I mean, this is like a trip trifecta. If if, if uh, Jimmy can pull this off this weekend, he'll beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten, and go to the, and possibly make the playoff. And saved his career. I mean, well, it's not his career, but he saved his time at Michigan at least. Yeah, a lot of people thought they were crazy. He's gonna get back his money. He's gonna get it back his money. Remember, he took like a four million dollar pay cut. He's making like eight, nine million. He went down to like four. And if he wins on Saturday, you're gonna be you're gonna think his agents could be like, hey, uh, about that four million we gave up. Can we get that back? Yeah, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> How could you especially when everybody and especially when everybody around you is getting paid, and especially in your home state, you're not gonna be the highest paid, you know, college coach. I mean, you got Tucker making nine point five. You know, 10 and 2, they had a heck of a year. You know, and then you got Franklin, was he met like, what was that, 8.5? You know, 8, 8, 8.5. He's at 7 and 5. You're over here, Jimmy, going, yeah, pay me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So, you know, I mean, Harbaugh, I mean, that was huge for him. I mean, we, we you know, in that rivalry, you're judged on that win, your win loss record. I mean, like, I, I, I could, add, you know, John Cooper, 2 10 and 1. That's not good enough. Uh, Urban Meyer, 7 and 0. Jim Trestle was 10 and 2. You know, like, like we, we, we keep track of that stuff. And so, Jim, you know, for Harbaugh was the first person ever on that rivalry to go 0 and 5. And to win that game, that game was huge for him to get that win. It was. I'm happy for him. Yep. All right. Another one, next thing I want to get to, uh, uh, the, the other thing I want to get to, is did you the Oklahoma? Oklahoma got beat. You see yeah. that? Yeah, that that definitely oh. shocked me. Okay, Gundy, who's a heck of a coach. Gundy's done a nice job there. The mullet they call him. He was two and fourteen going in that game against Oklahoma, and now he won. So that was gigantic for Oklahoma State. Big for them. Now they get to go a lot like Michigan. They got their butts kicked. They got their butts kicked. They got their butts kicked, and now they're going to the Big Twelve Championship. B and. Yeah. And, and they're going to go against Baylor. So huge for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, I know it's not the big brand that Michigan is. I get it. Michigan's the big brand. Michigan's the team in national championships. But Oklahoma State, I mean, they're, you know, they win this week. They're going to be right there for a chance to make the playoffs too. Yeah, they love Gundy down there too. Like you would think. I mean, he, was, he was never on the hot seat. I don't know what it is. Like he fits in Oklahoma State perfectly for some reason. Well, he's alumni. He played quarterback there. And well, he's he's like he's kind of like Jim Harbaugh and Frank. See the thing about these guys, like Jim Harbaugh and Franklin, I think are kind of similar to Gundy. Like they're like you take away last year, Jimmy's not been like Jim Harbaugh has not been bad. Like he's not going like two and ten. Like Brady Hope fell off. Like you know the wheels fell off for Brady Hope. Jim Harbaugh consistently won like eight, nine, 10 games. Like he had good records, but he just couldn't win the big games. He couldn't beat, you know, Ohio state and he can't beat Michigan state. Do you know what I mean? Like that stuff. So same thing kind of with Franklin. 
So now you got Jimmy got the win, and then then, uh, then Gundy with a huge win. He wins this week. He's Big Twelve champs. He's probably making the playoffs, or at least right there, have a chance. Yeah, he's not in my playoff yet, but we'll see how things shake out here. Okay, and then the Alabama, Alabama shit got beat. Oh my God, Auburn, <sighs> Auburn. <laughs> Running the clock out, and the running back runs out of bounds. And he got pushed out by the Alabama guy. If he stays in, they burn another 30 seconds. Oh, my God. 98 yards for Bryce Young. Goes down and went, and then they go to overtime. And, oh, God, Auburn should have beat him. Auburn was right there, B. Alabama, man, big-time football, Iron Bowl. You know. There's no, no way. They lose this week to Georgia. They're out. There's no way they can make it. No way. Uh, I think they would be the top two lost team. Why would you? They don't deserve it. Like, losses matter. Wins matter. Okay, wins matter. I love your – you're so hypocritical. Wins <laughs> matter. You always go, wins matter, and you're going to put a two-loss team in. If, if it comes down to a two-loss team, I think they'll be the best two-loss oh, team. Oh, yeah. Okay, but if it comes down to them or Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State wins the Big 12, who are you taking? Uh, I mean, let's go. I mean, we'll talk about it later. We'll get there. Okay. I'm just, just trying to peek, you know, but they should have went down. So, so here you go, B. Talking about the playoff. So 20. So since the playoff started, 20 to the 28 spots has gone to Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. So you look right now, one week to go, conference championships coming up. Okay. Oklahoma's out. Ohio State's out. Okay, right, right. Oklahoma, Ohio State are, is is out. And Clemson's out. So Bama's close to out. So we're going to get some new blood in the playoff. We will. Should be interesting. That's a good thing, too. That's not oh, I think, it's, I think it's a really good thing that we're going to get some get some new blood and get some new people in there because, you know, uh, I obviously love it. I'm biased. I'm an Ohio State fan. Uh, but, you know, I it is kind of our theme. We've been saying it all year. It's that wacky year, that wacky year where we've had upsets galore. And it just won't like it happens like it, ha- it just you get these years where everybody kind of beats everybody. And I mean, who's undefeated right now? You know, even UTSA lost. So, no, I, I don't know. I can't remember. They lost one. But no, but like, you know, since he's undefeated in Georgia, that's it. You know, you have two undefeateds. And so, you know. I think it's that year where people are are having losses, and and you've, you got a bunch of teams with one or two losses. Yeah, it's one of those. I mean, we got one from from the SEC, which is normal, and then you normally have one that's a dark horse underdog, Boise State type, and that's Cincy, I guess. Yeah, but like you know what I mean, though. Twenty, like I said, twenty to twenty-eight. You had twenty to twenty-eight spots. Like think about uh, think about last year. Who was it? It was Bama one versus Notre Dame four. Notre Dame's made it uh, a couple times, and then you had two, two and three Clemson and Ohio State. So there's your three or the four have been mainstays, you know. And Notre Dame already made it. So now this year, let's just say let's play it out a second. Let's say Georgia wins. They're in. Let's say Cincinnati makes it. Okay. Well, Georgia made it once. That's it. That'd be their second time. Be Cincinnati's first, first time ever for group of five. Okay, right? Right? Yeah. Let's say Michigan makes it. First time ever, anybody in the Big Ten besides Ohio State. Okay? And then let's say um, Oklahoma State makes it, makes it. First time other than somebody from Oklahoma, or other than Oklahoma from the Big 12 make it. So there's a lot of, a lot of like, different teams going to make it. It should be interesting. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, before we have our guest, our guest going to come on in any minute. Do you, so we did have breaking news today. Shocking B. Would you think of Lincoln Riley going to USC? Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma is going to USC. Yeah, I was shocked because most, most people would say Oklahoma is the better job, but I see it. I see it. Uh, I see USC being easier to win at, easier to recruit at. And you're living, and you're rich living in LA. <laughs> so, I mean, I think Oklahoma's a very good job. And Oklahoma, the thing about like 
like this is what I've been saying for a while. Like Oklahoma, Texas are rivals, right? And um, Oklahoma has the last 20 years been the adult in the room. What I mean is they've had this like the same president, same ED, and they've been consistent. You know, like Bob Stoops had some down years. Did they ever fire him? No. They worked through it. He redid his staff. He came back. Lincoln Riley, like they went through a peaceful transition from, from Bob Stoops to Lincoln Riley. And I think, I think that, you know, it's a really good job, but I think USC has more potential. And, w- and what I mean by that, and I'm not trying to be nothing against the people from Oklahoma. It's a really good job. I think USC has, he looks at it as, look, I, my backyard, I got as much talent as I want. Oklahoma's not the most talented state state in the world. You can go to Texas, you can go to other places to get players, but I can go in my backyard and get anybody I want at USC, right, B? And sure. and I'm Lincoln Riley. I'm a quarterback guru. What quarterback won't want to go there to USC? And I think, like, part of this recruiting is the coolness. He's going to go there. He's a cool guy. He's Lincoln Riley. Everybody loves Lincoln Riley, right? Who hates Lincoln Riley? He's like the cool, cool, hip guy. And so I think it's really good for USC, really big for the Pac-12, and I think it makes sense. Should be interesting. I mean, if he can bring back the recruiting to, to uh, USC, it'll be fun to watch. Who are the best two quarterbacks um, in the Heisman right now? Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Where are they from? Cali. That's yeah. what you do. You lock that down, and you know he's going to do that. He's already shown he can do that. So I think it makes a lot of sense. I think Oklahoma will be fine. They'll go get a good coach. They're going to go get a good coach. They're a good program. They won't panic. They'll be fine. You know, the last thing I'll say is, here's the last thing I'll say is, he probably took Oklahoma as far as they can go. Now, they might be able to win a national championship. I'm not saying that they, they can't win a national championship. But I'm saying is, like, I mean, how much higher can he take him? Right, B? Yeah, I mean, like, well, he, he can win a national title. How many playoff games he go to? How many playoffs games he go to? Uh, I think he went to two. And he lost two. Two out of two years? He, well, he made it the one year where they had Baker, they made it and then they got beat. Um, uh, and then, then they went and they made it they, oh, three years. They made it. They lost three, three different times in the playoff. Cause they lost to Nick Saban when he had Kyler, they got their doors blown off by, by LSU that one year. And then they got beat in a close game to Georgia. So he's only three in the, in, in, bowl, in the playoff. Well, Good for him. He's kind of like Day up in a, up at your place. He walked into a gold mine, and he, and he did. And, and Day 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 walked into a great situation, and then he delivered. And certainly, like Riley. I mean, he had Bob Stoops, and Bob Stoops left, and then and then like yeah, he walked into a great situation, and now he's now he's going to USC. So all right, we got our guest coming on, Steve Navarelli. He's a longtime reporter, writer, and he's also um. A, uh, he grew up in Michigan, so he can give you the Michigan, Michigan State perspective. So I'm really excited to have Steve on. He's a great guy, super nice guy, one of the nicest human beings you could ever meet. And, um, you know, we bumped into each other. I used to coach football. And I used to see Steve coaching my coach, and he was a reporter. Now I'm doing some of the reporting, and I've seen some of the the, the different games I've, I've uh, went to and covered. How you doing, Steve? Hey, doing good, Patrick. And I got Brandon Way here with me too. You probably met Brandon before. You probably heard of Brandon, I'm sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Brandon, how you doing? Good. How's it going? All right. All right, Steve. I I do want to give you a heads up. I, I do have um I tested positive last week for COVID. So I'm isolated in the basement. <laughs> um, you could probably tell I'm battling it right now. Yeah. But I wanted to do the podcast. Uh, it's actually good for my spirits. I'm down here in the basement all by myself. <laughs> wife and kids are upstairs. It's, you know, I got a TV and football and my wife provides me the meal. So it's been hey, good. It's, it's been, uh, it's been all right. So I, you know, I covered state, the PIAA swimming championships with COVID from my desk where I'm sitting right now. So, wow. I, you know, you know, unfortunately it was on television it was on PCN and I had prearranged to talk to multiple coaches and athletes you know who I felt were going to do well so I yeah I, it was it, it was different that's for sure right all right so let me just jump right into it you know I think I told you I'm Ohio State alumni we I know that. that 
So what does this mean? What's this win mean for Jim Harbaugh and Michigan fans and everything? Well, speaking as a Michigan fan, um, you know, I grew up in Michigan. So, you know, that would definitely be my, my fandom, if you will. It, it means a lot. But I, I think as you listen to a couple of the, the guys talk, and I actually caught most of the radio broadcast and, and you know, what it, what it meant to a lot of uh, alumni. But I think the biggest thing that got me was, a lot of the Michigan seniors, um, you know, went to grad school intentionally because they never could beat Ohio State. And I think they were the ones that it meant the most to. Obviously, it helped Harbaugh's job security. But I, I think um, they were due. I, you know, I mean, Ohio State had such a great run. And I know you're an alum. They're an unbelievable program. Michigan was just finally due. I mean, for years, this was not even a rivalry. Although it was, the, you know, the way OSU handled it was so great and played so well. Michigan needed a turn, and, and I had a good feeling that this was the year. Well, no, you, you're right. I mean, I grew up in Fremont, Ohio, and, you know, Charles Woodson's my hometown. So, yep. you know, like, like I was trying to tell B, like, um, where I grew up, right down the street from me, two of my best friends growing up in my neighborhood were Michigan fans. Yeah. And it, 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 it's it's so the rivalry you live and breathe it every day there. You really no do doubt. It. You see it. It's in your face. It's just, you know, and when you lose that game or when you win that game and you're right, it's been an incredible run. My wife called me after the game because because Patrick, we dominated him. Can you give him one? I'm like, no, but <laughs> yeah, right. But, it's understandable. I get it. <laughs> but no, I, I was, you know, that was an incredible win um, for Michigan. And like the reason you know, you know, that was a great win because they just took it to Ohio State. It wasn't yeah. close. It wasn't fluky. It was like, we're going to kick your butt. And that's what they did. Well, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was a stat that I heard that they did not have one play of negative yards. I don't care who you are. You're playing yeah. anybody in big-time college football. You're going to lose two yards on a certain play. How they pulled that one off, I have no idea. Uh, obviously, it's easy and you're a coach. You know, so much of that starts up front. But it was, uh, I mean, they were just, they were, again, I just keep going back to they were absolutely due to have that kind of game. They, they were, and, and and it was, I mean, that's great for, I mean, it's big for Jim Harbaugh. Oh. I mean, you go on five in the rivalry, and it's just like everybody talks about it. Yep. Now you get that win, and, like, he's probably thinking, hey, pay me back my money I, I gave up. Yeah. Right. Well, okay, let's, let's think about this. How many times, I mean, John Cooper won a lot of games at the helm of Ohio state, but he only beat Michigan two out of 10, two, 10 and one. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Third, two out of, yeah. Two out of 13. So, you know, when you look at that, that just tells you how much this rivalry is because he was a good coach. Yeah. John Cooper was a really good coach and he put a lot of people in the NFL. Yeah. And, and he won a lot of games. He just couldn't beat Michigan. He couldn't exactly. win bowl games. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the thing it is, is, is Harbaugh has been a, good coach. He just hasn't won the big games. He hasn't been a disaster. Like Brady Hoke was a disaster. Yeah. But he's done a nice job. He wins all the games he should. He just struggled against Michigan state and Ohio state. I know. I agree. I mean, and I think Brady Hoke, I think his basic coaching is probably okay, but that cover got really bare after Rich Rod. You, you, you know, yeah. Rich Rod trying to change maybe too much and brought, you know, just, just brought in the wrong mix uh, if you will, and then tried to change the offense. So Michigan ran the same offense for a gazillion years type thing, you know? Right. And, and I think that there was just so much lacking after Rich Rod. I don't think Hope ever had a chance, to be honest. I mean, good or bad. I don't, you know, and I, I really can't judge his coaching, if you will, but I just don't think he had a fair shot. I mean, Rich Rod, listen, I covered Michigan at Penn State uh, when Rich Rod was there and I've never seen a team kind of just like give up on defense, especially a, a Big Ten power give up on defense. And they did. And that was the Rich Rod philosophy. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. It, it, he was a bad fit there. Terrible. Rich Rod. Fit. No, no, yeah. terrible. And, it, fit. It, and that's what I tell people all the time. B Ray probably heard me say this a lot on podcasts. I, it's all about hiring the right guy. Yep. Everybody's like Alabama's the best job. It is. It's a really good job. But like they went a long time when they stunk. Well, you know, they got the best coach ever now. Right. Like you got to nail the right 
guy. And that's what Ohio State has done. You know, Ryan Day is a really good coach. You know, before him, you know, Urban, Trestle. I mean, mm-hmm. Cooper wasn't a disaster. He just couldn't win. Oh, I think he's game. a good coach. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And so Michigan kind of like they, they, they went to Rich Rod, and Rich Rod was like, just wasn't the right fit. And then Hoke was like up and down and just yep. like, and then like, you know, it was probably the smart thing. Like I was thinking you can move on from, from Harbaugh, but you got to give Harbaugh credit. He redid his staff. He brought in six guys under 40. He got rid of Don Brown. We did his whole staff. And now look, they're 11 and one. They win yeah. on Saturday. They're in the playoff. It's crazy. Oh, exactly. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't know. I know that, you know, listen, I, I look at the fan boards as you probably do for OSU. I look at a lot of Michigan fan boards and I, you know, it's so it's he's it's kind of polarizing, you know. Some yeah. either love him or hate him a little bit. Um, I thought it was a great hire when they did it. I think these struggles, particularly against Ohio State, have been long, maybe a little longer than I expected. But I do, I do think if they stick with them, they'll they'll be okay. Am I going to sit here and say they're going to beat Ohio State every year? Absolutely not. You know, I mean, it, you know, it, it's a recruiting war between those two schools, and and you know. Ohio State's had just definitely had the edge, but Harbaugh's recruiting has drastically improved over the last three years. And now he has all his players. You know, I, I think there's something to be said for any college coach in that fifth year when they're all your guys. And, and yeah. I say all your guys, this could, I think the same rule would apply to women's basketball. Did you have all, you, you know, it, I just, when it's all your players, I just, I just think there's more to it. Yep. Hey, B, why don't you answer your question? Ask your question. Go ahead. Well, uh, Steve, with the whole, uh, you guys have a chance to win the Big Ten and and possibly win a national title. But if none of that happens and they lose next week, are fans satisfied or the true blue Michigan fans satisfied with the win over Ohio State? Brandon, that is a great question. Honestly, I think yes. I think there will be. Tremendous disappointment to lose to Iowa in a Big Ten championship. I think they're going to be a heavy favorite for that. And, and yeah, that will sting. But the bottom line is, and, and I know as a kid, you know, hearing this rivalry, my entire – now this was went back when they still – got to remember, I'm an old dude. So I'm going back to when they voted for national champions. <laughs> you, you know, um, beating Ohio State was, was really the most important thing of the year. So I would, you know, I would say the fact that they beat them will will keep ill feelings a little bit to the side, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I mean, I think, you know, you ask me, like, being Michigan means more than anything. Yeah. You know, I, I know national championships. I'm not saying that. I mean, that means more. But, like, when you lose to Michigan or, 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 or you know – the fans on the field, did you see that picture? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like 10 years of frustration. It's exactly what it was. 10 years of frustration. And I was like, you know, I had to get away. I, 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 I like yeah. turned it off and I, you know, I came back to today and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and there's the thing, because if you, if you think back to like last year at the horseshoe, you know, Michigan was a good team. They weren't a great team. This is a much better team. But that was a good team, not good enough to beat Ohio State, but good enough to give them a better game than they did. Well, like, you know, and here's the thing, like, Harbaugh in 16, they went to overtime, and, like, they were this close to beating Ohio State. It was, like, yep. less than an inch. That JT was Barrett, fourth and one. Yep. His butt got it. Maybe it was close. Right. And the next right. play, they won the game. I mean, he was very close. I mean, if he wins that, wins this one, you know, how much does history change? But, oh. like, that's, you know. No, it's funny, that's like, part of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Urban 7 and 0 in the rivalry. And then, you know, you know, Jimmy's 0 and 5. And now right. he wins. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so, so what do you think about the, what do you think about their chances in the Big Ten Championship? You think they'll have a good chance? You oh, think, I I mean, think that's they, a big high to come yeah. off that win. Now you got to get, get ready to go play Iowa. I mean, listen, you know, you're, you know, you coached and you, you know, you know, that high and low and, and, you know, maybe even know it, you know, as much as, as a player and Brandon would as well. But, you know, I, I think I, I, if they didn't have so many of these extra year guys, 
I would be maybe, you know, not maybe, I'd be definitely concerned. But these extra year guys, while I know they came back predominantly, primarily to beat Ohio State, I think the experience they have are, are ones that should get them through. And, you know, let's face it, Iowa is not a juggernaut. I mean, you can make the case the last how many years that, you know, what, five of the best six teams in the Big Ten are all in the other side. Um, you know, so, but I was going to do something. They just, they know how to keep teams at bay when the game means a lot. I mean, they've shown that the Penn State, they've shown that to, you know, numerous, you know, other schools. They just, they're the type of team that gives their opponents fit regardless. So I think it's going to be a, a close game. Obviously, if Michigan plays any well like they did yesterday, they're going to win. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt, but it's it's not a guarantee. Um, and, you know, there's where then you look and Brandon asked about the disappointment. I think it's there. I, I think people will get over it immediately, but then come around New Year's when it's like, oh, man, they should be playing in the final four. I think it's going to come back, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, B. So with this win, I think Michigan is back in a national scene. You think they can stay there in 2021 with this being a, a up north school, cold read? Like it's it's normally cold. You saw the game like in the snow this past weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they can stay there. I'll be honest. When I look at the Big Ten though, and and Patrick's gonna love hearing this. I, I mean, there's the one, there's only one school in the Big Ten that's just going to be really good and there every year. And that's Ohio State. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's just they, they've got their magic. I, I mean, and, and it starts with the recruiting and, and just, you know, their, their system. Uh, and, and it works. And, and I agree with Patrick. If you're going to replace Urban, Ryan Day was the perfect fit. I mean, there's no question about it. And I just think that you're always going to have some kind of up and downs. And, and would I trust them? Do I think Michigan belongs at number two? I don't know. Do they belong in that final four if they win? Absolutely. Um, you know, no doubt. Do I think they can win a national championship? I'll be honest. I don't think any Big Ten team can win a national championship. I just think that the, the dynamics are different. Number one, Big Ten teams is a lot harder to get into. I mean, they're, they're not going to shy away from – uh, those SAT scores to come in. And, and I know that sounds a little bit like a hard knock slight on the SEC. <sighs> Maybe I mean it that way. I don't want it to sound that way. Well, let's face it. It's harder to play to Big Ten school. However, darn, those SC teams are good. I mean, and, and you know, can anybody pull an upset? Oh, you better believe it. I, I just, I think the SEC is just that good, regardless of who comes out of it. So, so what'd you think of Mel Tucker getting that contract and staying there? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. If you look at Michigan State, instability has been their middle name, particularly in the coaching ranks. Hey, you know, how many coaches have they went through in 20 years? It's a good, it's a pretty significant list. So I think they finally felt comfortable enough with somebody to, to say, we're going to commit this to you. I, I listen, 10 years for a coach, I, I, to me, that is just a long time. And I'm sure a lot of the Penn State fans that you and I are friends with and Brandon, you know, are going to echo those same sentiments, you know. Um, but I think Michigan State had to make that kind of statement. I'm not convinced Penn State had to make that statement. I think Michigan State had to make a commitment statement to a coach who has done really good things with that program. You know, that was a huge win. Well, I mean, you think about, you know, the Big Ten East, you know, you know, Michigan upset Ohio State. So Ohio State's going nowhere. You know, Michigan, I, I think I think Harbaugh, you know, they should be at least competitive and have a good chance. Yeah. You know, then you got Michigan State that, I, you know, you know, that he did a nice job. And then you got Penn State. So, you know, good luck, Maryland. Good luck, Rutgers. Good luck, Indiana, because those other right. four are just a notch above. And, 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 you know, is this, it isn't new what you're saying, uh, you know, it's kind of been that way throughout. And right. then, you know, and, and honestly, I think you just look at the power heavy of the East versus the West, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it's, it's definitely there. I think Tucker will have the ability 
to keep them in that conversation. I don't know if they're going to be, listen, I'm leery that Michigan stays competitive with Ohio state every single year at this point in time. I feel your alma mater is just that strong. I really do. And that kills me as a Michigan fan to say, but it's a fact. So they're the ones that are going to be there every year. And I think you can look at Michigan and, and listen, Saturday helped them, not just Saturday, not just next week, potentially New Year's. That's going to help them for years. You know, how much? I, I don't know, Patrick, but uh, I think Michigan State can also play off. Look what Michigan did to Ohio State. Michigan State beat Michigan. You know, that's like that. It's, it's weird that it's a secondary rivalry, but it's the primary rivalry for Michigan State. It is. You know, so, you know, we're Michigan, it's number two. Yeah. And it's always interesting how that is because, you know, living out here, Penn State fans are like, you're a rival. I'm like, no, 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 buddy. Like, yeah. we have nice games, you know, Ohio right. State, Penn, Ohio yeah. State, Penn State. Just like Penn State, Michigan got some, like, got some, rival, some rivalry tendency. Yeah. But you're still not, no. like, Michigan. Like, Michigan, Ohio State, that's just, that's one of the best rivalries in all the sports. Oh, let there's no question. Football. No, no, no question about it. And, and, you know, the, and, you know, funny story. And, you know, it sounds like I'm knocking when Penn state joined the big 10, you know, I had people knowing I was a Michigan fan tell me, well, how are you going to handle having a big rival now? Like, you know, and I'm like, Oh, come on. You know, we've got the biggest rival you know, in, in Columbus. And then we've got Michigan state. And at that time, Michigan was playing Notre Dame. So I put, I honestly put, Penn State is like the fourth rival on Michigan's calendar. Yeah, I you know, agree. And, and that's not Penn State's fault. They weren't in a conference. Their rival right. was hit because they weren't in a conference. They weren't Nobody's in a conference. Right. You know. Right. Like, like, like you nailed it. Like, you're absolutely right. Like, it, it was, you know, they joined a conference. Where they joined the Big Ten in 94? 94. Yeah. And had success immediately. I mean, I'm not they did. knocking they did. what they did. Yeah. You know. But, B, you got anything left for Steve? Why is that? Like, why Why is Michigan State not – like, why is that not the biggest in-state rivalry? Oh, you know what? That, that's a great question, and it is for one, but not <laughs> the other. And I just think that just – instead of looking at it as kind of negative on the Michigan State rivalry, I just think that just props up the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry more, if that makes sense. I mean, it is just such an insane rivalry that it tops everything. Well, I, 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 here's what my explanation. Michigan State, if you look traditionally, Ohio State and Michigan have, like, the most wins. They're, like, top ten wins all time. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan State's not the there. Like, Michigan State's very cyclical. They go up and down. Yes. They have more yep. downs. And Ohio State, Michigan, like, that was the 24th time in in the AP era that uh, that Ohio State, Michigan went, went and played a top ten team. They played against each other when they both ranked top ten. More than anybody. And so, 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 so what does that tell you? That, that they're always ranked high and they're always going against each other. And back in the day, B, before we had the BCS, before the – like whoever won the Ohio State-Michigan game was winning the Big Ten. And you won yeah. the Big Ten, you're going to the Rose Bowl. Right. Most years. So it just me, it meant more because they both are better programs than Michigan State. Yeah. Oh, no, that's very true. And they got the luxury of going to the Rose Bowl and letting Pac-10 Pac at the time officials – Nick some out of stuff, you know, but no, I'm just, I say that in jest, but. Oh, yeah. no, like, like, there's a story. What year is that? 73, 74? It was Ohio State, Michigan tied 10, yeah. 10 B and the athletic directors of the big 10 had a vote to see who would go to the Rose Bowl. Right. And they voted Ohio State. And the Michigan was so bad. Yeah. But they, what they were doing a lot of times, I, I that happened one other time and they just went with, well, the other one went the year before. Yeah, they had that rule too, you know, and and that. But you know, I mean, Michigan fans will tell you, and again, I'm going back to my childhood. You know, Charles White dropping the ball on the two yard line, vaulting in the air, and them giving him a touchdown. You know, so I always have to bring that up. But you know, I it just, I I think it is just that good a rivalry. You hit it right on the head that you know the success of both programs. Michigan State was definitely more up and down now. You go back to the 60s, you know, Michigan State was the team competing for national championships. I mean, they 
you know, right. I think they had a tie against Notre Dame. Of course, you know, even then Notre Dame was getting their share of votes. So, you know, it, it, it's, they've been good, but, but when you look at the other two, they've been great. Then, then that's the best way I can put it. One no, more question. Go ahead. Who has the better home atmosphere, Michigan or Penn State? Ooh. Well, I, I, I got to be honest. I've never been at a game in the big house. So, you, you know, I mean, I was, you know, I was 16 years old when my family moved to Pennsylvania. I have, I, I have now, you know, I'm a little skewed because I'm sitting up in the press box at Beaver Stadium working a 17 hour day. So the atmosphere bothers me more than anything, <laughs> but no, but you know, listen, the atmosphere of a whiteout, it's certainly hard to top, but the atmosphere that you saw at the big house on Saturday I don't know. I, I think you're probably talking, and you know what? You could say the same at the horseshoe last year. Although, Patrick, I'm going to take last year out of the equation. They kind of knew they'd win anyway, so I don't think the atmosphere was nearly as good as it normally is in the shoe because they were just that much better. Well, I, I, I've always said this, in, in, in I'm an Ohio State homer. B knows this, but um, Ohio State fans are a little fickle. Like, they don't yeah. get up as much as they should. Right. Um, and, and it, I, I, I always tell people that the horseshoe is my favorite place on earth. I love that place. I went to the Michigan state game. Um, it's probably where I got COVID, yeah, <laughs> um, I but, um, but you know, Ohio state can have that great atmospheres. Like I've been to Michigan games in that stadium and I, it's been deafening, but I've been to other games when they play big games and it hasn't been super loud. So Penn state definitely got a great crowd. Oh, I'll say what, what, what Andy staples of, of athletics said, he said, it's great, but he said the swamp in Florida is amazing. He said the LSU one, um, Death Valley. So, like, it's up there. Penn State definitely is up there. Oh, no, no doubt. I mean, I think what I think when you're almost comparing like Michigan and Penn State directly, Brandon, like your question, they're, they're such different venues. I mean, you know, the big house is cut down, and I think it's and it's symmetrical for the most part. So, I think that contains. That noise where Penn State, you know, that thing is is high and that keeps going <laughs> up and it's old and and but I think they gain atmosphere because of that. It's almost like a little bit of the the places they play, their venues are almost apples to oranges, if you will. Yeah, and it's like because Michigan sits in a bowl. Exactly. You know, it's in a bowl where Penn State, yeah, I agree. That does play a role in it. They all got you know. different great atmospheres. I mean, yeah, and they're they're all great. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're all great atmospheres. Obviously, I'd pick Michigan, but I think if you're talking pure noise, it's only because of the bowl. Listen, Penn State fans make a lot of noise when that place was filled. And I'll tell you the best example of that I had was 2005 covering the Notre Dame game there. And it was the first I didn't go over the whole whiteout, but most of the crowd was. And it was a six o'clock start and it was 90 degrees. And that was Probably the most painful experience I remember because I just profusely sweated on my laptop because there was no air AC in that press box up there. So, you know, but but the atmosphere was unbelievable. And, it, you know, and it was really, really something to see. I'd always pick Michigan, but listen, I'm not going to knock Penn State's atmosphere. It's incredible, uh, even with the current anger at what's going on right now. So, yeah. All right, Steve, thank you so much. We got to definitely, we'll have you back on again. You, great, you bring a great perspective. Oh, I, I love it. I'm, I'm a little bit of a fan perspective in this. So maybe I enjoyed it differently than my normal role as an objective journalist. So I enjoyed it. He is one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. What an incredible person. So yeah. that was great, man. He really broke it down. It's awesome. You know, we broke it down. He explained it to you. You know, that rivalry is big. So, all right, let's get into our. What's our top six playoff mat, playoff teams? Let's, I'll go first. Here's my top six. Here you go. I know. B, don't don't hate, don't be hating. So I got Georgia one. I moved Michigan to two. I moved them up. I know maybe it's a little crazy, but they beat Ohio State in a convincing fashion. Um, they look good. You know, they look really good. So I got I got I got them two. I got uh, Cincy three. Yeah, another convincing. You know, nice nice little win and a nice good win. I'll say. I move Oklahoma State up to four. You beat your rival, big win. And then I got Alabama five, and I got Notre Dame six. What say you, B? You probably have the, you know, the AP politically correct poll. 
I have the right poll. I didn't do anything with AP. I did. I did off what I think is best. I know, but you, you know, yours is like you know the politically correct way to, to go. You know, they had a good win, so you moved them up. Blah blah blah. Okay. I think it's uh, solid. Okay, do yours. Go ahead. It's not bad. Yours not bad. Uh, number one, I had Georgia. Two, Cincy. Three, Alabama. Four, Michigan. Okay, so let me stop there. We have the same four. Well, no, I, I got Oklahoma State. Okay, you got Alabama. So who had a better win this weekend, Alabama or Michigan? Uh, Michigan. So why are they ranked ahead? Because I feel Alabama had the better season. They had a better season? Did they? Yeah, I who, think. Who, who did Alabama lose to? Texas A&M. Eight and four, yep. Who did uh, Michigan lose to? Hold on, we can't do that. Because if Texas A&M played in the Big Ten, they might have one loss. Would they? I don't know. But anyways, no, I, I hear you. No, I, you know, and I'm stumping for Michigan, but no. Uh, I think it's fair. You have Michigan at four, Bama three. Okay. And then, uh, go ahead, go, what's your five and six? Five is Oklahoma State, six is Notre Dame. But I think if anything happens, Notre Dame's going to get in over Oklahoma State. Okay. So let me ask you. Let's say, okay, let's play it out. Let's say Oklahoma State wins. Let's say Oklahoma State beats beats um, Baylor, okay? Let's say Georgia beats Alabama, okay? Let's say Michigan wins. Let's say Cincinnati wins. So let's say it's one Georgia. We'll say two Cincinnati, three Michigan, four. Four comes down to two loss Bama, one loss Oklahoma State, conference champ, one loss Notre Dame. Who are you putting in? Mm, I don't really like Gundy, but I'll put in – Oklahoma State. Good. I don't. I don't think Notre Dame ever competes at this level for some reason. I was gonna rip you because you, Mr. Wins matter, and then you go, "Oh, I put two loss team in." Like wins matter, and they got one more win than, than Alabama. Do we really want to see Oklahoma State in the, in the in the playoffs? But why would we want? Okay, let's just play this out. Let's say Alabama loses. Who's the better football team, Oklahoma State? Oh, or no, Alabama? no, no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. First off, okay. Wow. Dang it. Um, sorry, watching the Browns game. Um, let's let, let me let me play this. Okay. First off, let's say Alabama loses to Georgia. You're gonna put them in a four and have to play Georgia again? Is that fair? The number one seed? Or are you gonna put them to three, even though they have two losses? Like Alabama can't make it. If they lose, they can't make it. No, I said if Oklahoma State wins, what if Oklahoma State loses? And- if Oklahoma State loses, I think that opens the door for Notre Dame. It does. I don't. There ain't sitting out there. So, so all right, let's play. We always do this. Okay, who controls their own destiny? Georgia controls their own destiny. They win, they're in, right? Yep. Cincinnati, they win again? You think they control their own destiny? Since he's in. I don't know what one, two, three, or four. Two, three, or four, but they'll be in. Okay. Um, Oklahoma State wins, they're in, right? If Alabama, if Georgia beats Alabama, yes. Okay. Michigan wins are in, right? Yes. Okay. Now, what happens if Alabama beats Georgia? I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't know what happens. That's when it's going to get interesting. Yeah, if Alabama beat Georgia... Okay, if Alabama beats Georgia, you can have Georgia make it, Cincy make it, Michigan makes it, and I think Alabama and Georgia make it, and then Oklahoma State's out. If Alabama beats Georgia, does Cincy get the one seed? Jeez, I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter, in my opinion. I don't think it's going to matter. And here's why. Um, here's why I don't think it's going to matter. I think Georgia's going to beat Alabama. You better hope. Um, I'm just saying, uh, I, that's, that's what I think will happen. You know, I think Georgia's going to win and they're going to make it because Alabama was very flawed and they look like crap for like, they're just not, they can't run the ball. They're one dimensional, you know, Auburn, who's not that good. Auburn six and six, like dominated the game. Like they could barely do anything on offense. What do you think that great, great Georgia defense going to do? We throw out all the stereos you want. I think Georgia's going to beat them. 
and then it's it to be fine. Who Georgia beat this year? Clemson. Yeah, that's Florida. That Florida. I mean, that's a good question. Really I thought the SEC is great, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. According to your little, this person has this losses and this team has this losses. You you might not consider them great. I think they all beat up on each other and and and, and get a lot of losses, a lot like the, the uh, Big Ten did this year. We will see. It's going to be fascinating going in it. All right, let's go over our picks. B, you ready? Yep. Okay, so last week we went 2-1-1. One, and one. You go, well, how do we go tie? Well, okay, so we both had – we both lost the Michigan game because we both said that we thought Ohio State would cover and win. Okay? We both had the Ole Miss beat Mississippi State, and then Oklahoma, Oklahoma State was a four-point win, so it's a push. Nobody wins. And then we both got the the Auburn Alabama right. So we both went two one and one. You'll take it, B. We'll take it. Okay. Oh Miss looks good this week. So yeah, so this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do we have six games because we're gonna do all the championship games. So we got six championships. We got the power five, plus I threw a little Cincinnati in there because I think they deserve because they're right there in the playoffs. So we're gonna talk about all six. I threw little Cincinnati in there. Okay, not little. I should have said little Cincinnati. I'm sorry. They're about to I be rival. They're about to be your Ohio State rival soon. Yeah, right. I'm not too worried. Oh, what about this? Cincinnati versus Michigan. And uh, if they made the playoff, all the Ohio State fans would be rooting like crazy for Cincinnati with Luke Fickle, former Buckeye assistant. So, all right, let's get into it. SEC, Alabama versus Georgia. Georgia's favored by six and a half. I'll go first. Alabama, Georgia wins and covers. I got, I'm calling it. They're going to take it to them. Alabama's not looked very good. I think they're going to win. They're going to win and cover. Six and a half. So you have no respect for Alabama. I respect Georgia's better. Well, I'm taking Alabama to pull the upset. Roll damn tide. Right. Okay, here we go. Big Ten Championship. Oh, my God. I can't believe we're not in the Big Ten Championship. It's going to be so weird this weekend. Like, what am I going to do? I don't – I'm in the Big Ten Championship. Ohio State is – anyways. All right. Iowa, Michigan, ten and a half. Jesus. No respect. Michigan's favored by ten and a half. No respect for Iowa, you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. You know, we talked about a lot how we don't think Iowa's very good. Um, You go first. I got Michigan to win, but not cover. They're going to be a little down coming off the win at Ohio State. Wow. Okay, B. Make sure I have Michigan winning, though. Okay. Um... <laughs> it's <laughs> tough. Can you pick Michigan? I know it's hard. I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say Iowa. Iowa win and covers. I can't do it. Iowa to win. <laughs> wow! Oh my god, that's a homer pick. Oh my Michigan. goodness! <laughs> I want to see chaos. Oh my goodness. I they broke my heart this weekend. They broke my soul as a human. It's a 10-point favorite, man. It's not even supposed to be close. Ten and a half. <laughs> Upsets happen, man. All right. You're right. All right, ACC. Here you go. Who would have thought this, B? I mean, this is the year of the parody, B. B, what's always in the Big Ten? Ohio State's always in the Big Ten. Who's in the ACC always, B? Clemson. Who's usually in the ACC championship? Clemson. We're some patsy team they can kick the crap out of Pittsburgh versus Wake Forest. If you would have picked this before the year, I would, somebody would have said you're high on drugs. <laughs> yep. Pittsburgh by three. I'll go first. I'm going to say Pittsburgh wins and covers. Our, our good friend, uh, Nate Leonard always says Pittsburgh's going to be Pittsburgh. And, and, you know, he always said that, 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 that they're going to let, that they're going to do, have a letdown. 
I'm not in agreement in in, a, in agreement with them. I'm going hell to pit and pit the winning cover. Wow. Hell to pit. Hey, here we go. Wow. I still can't believe you think Alabama's going to win. Wow. Roll Tide. Okay, here we go. Pac-12 championship. Rematch from a couple weeks ago. Oregon versus Utah. Who cares about okay. that? Utah favored by three. What do you think, B? Rematch from a couple weeks ago when or, uh, Utah took it to them. Uh, nobody cares about Pac-12 football. Maybe now that uh, Lincoln Riley will be there. Remind me, I, I have a question to ask you when, when we're done with this, on air. But Pac-12 championship, Utah's favorite? By three. Utah's favorite by three, huh? And it's played where at? It's played like at a neutral site place, I think, in Cali. I'll take Oregon to pull the upset, I'm assuming. So B-Way says Oregon wins and covers. I'm going to say the same thing. I think so. I think it's hard to beat somebody twice. Um, Oregon wins and covers. As we saw at the local level here this past weekend. Yeah, it's really hard. Okay, Big 12. Here we go. Now another one. Big 12's always been – it's been Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Good old Oklahoma. And they got beat by Oklahoma State, you know. Um so Oklahoma State, Baylor at Oklahoma State. Baylor at Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State is favored by six. This is played at Oklahoma State. And that's a tough one. I don't really know these teams that great. I'm going to say Oklahoma State wins the covers. I'll put money on the Pac-12 and the Big 12 having the lowest ratings at all the championships. Well, yeah, of course. Not putting much money on there, buddy. <laughs> I mean, who gets the TV deals? Big Ten, SEC. Oh, and, like, think about the SEC. You get Georgia versus, versus uh, Alabama. In the Big Ten, you get Michigan, who's a pretty big ratings guru. So that's a pretty big get. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I said Oklahoma State wins the covers. Who'd you have? I'm taking Baylor to win. Baylor, win and cover. Oh, yeah, we, we favorite, right? Win and cover. Okay, here we go. Now, this one is at Cincy. Houston at Cincy. Fighting Luke Fickles, minus 11. Houston's not bad, man. 11 and 1. Dana Holkerson used to be West Virginia. He has them rolling. He played real well. And the one loss is to Cincy, right? No. They lost to Texas Tech. They haven't played this year. Oh. Well, I'm taking uh, Cincinnati to win, but not cover. Me too. I'm with you, B-Way uh, and Patrick. I think Cincinnati wins, but I don't think they cover. I think it's close. I think it's like a 31-24 type game. But I think Luke Luke figures out. Yeah, I think so, man. It's going to be a great weekend. Okay. I was heartbroken last week, B. You know, the Ohio State lost and then yesterday – and then I turned it off for like an hour. And I was like, I can't watch. That's how I feel about a movie. Eagles. What's that's up? How, that's how I feel about Eagles losses on Sunday. Well, yeah. So I turned it off for about an hour, hour and a half. And I go, it's the last regular season of college football. I love college football. Okay, your team lost. And I ended up watching the rest of the day then. Like this, I love college football. And then I got to watch Alabama-Auburn game. And I was flipping around. I got to see, oh, Coach O, your guy. I can't do the voice. Coach O, Coach O. Coach O got the big win. Sent him on his victory. Send Coach O to Oklahoma. Oh, my God. It'd be a disaster. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you believe in Coach O? Coach O said he's going to the beach. Well, he can go there for a couple weeks and then go to Oklahoma. Then so, go to Norman. Anyways. I, I have a question for you. Yes. Say you're an Oklahoma player or coach right now, and you're getting ready for your rivalry all last week. You lose the rivalry, and you wake up the next morning, and your coach is out. And, the, and and he tells the staff today. I mean, do you think he was fully invested in winning a, a, a Big 12 championship last week? I, I just don't. I, I never get in. I don't. I never blame coaches like that. 
Like you, you think he's doing all these negotiations? Who do you think is negotiating for him? His agent. His agent, like, but yeah, you're thinking about it. I don't, I wouldn't worry about that. They played a heck of a game. They almost beat him. I mean, if, if the receiver keeps his feet in bounds, they win the game. If the head he's still going to all, USC. If the head coach is all in, you win the game. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not blame head coach guy for that. I mean, you know, he coached his butt off. He gave everything he could to Oklahoma. And he went to, in his estimation, a better job. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I tell you what bothers me about coaches is like, who's our guy? Who's the guy at UConn? Edsel. Remember Edsel was on the plane. You know, he went to the Fiesta Bowl and then he didn't get on the plane back with him and he didn't say anything. He just got on the plane left and never really said goodbye to his team. That's what I have a problem with. But his agent's the one negotiating. Yes, but dude, like you're not all in. So if they win yesterday and then, then they have a shot at the Big 12 championship, does this news come out? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. But I, I will say this. Um, this is what I will say. I was listening to a podcast Saturday, and a Bruce Feldman, who breaks all these stuff for that, like he said, he's like, people in Norman were really have been really worried this week about him going to LSU. During the game, there was a guy who leaked a story saying he was going to LSU. Right after the game, Lincoln Riley said, are you going to LSU? He goes, no. So I think he was maybe his agent was kind of negotiating between LSU and USC. He was out. Like, he was recruiting kids last week. Tell him to come to Oklahoma. He didn't, know, he didn't know the deal would happen. Maybe they were negotiating and – you don't know how that falls. I'm not going to rip on the guy for it. What's All he supposed right. to do? When's he supposed to wait? When's he supposed to wait? Like, when do you want him to go? Never? Like, when's he supposed to go? He wants to go to USC. Like, when do you want him to go? I mean, I don't want you to be negotiating during rivalry week. When you have a chance to win a Big 12 title and a national title. That's just the way the business is. Early signing period thing, everything gets hyped up. That's the way it is. If they want you now, they'll want you in two weeks. Maybe, maybe not. Like they fired their coach in September. They've been look, they're ready. I just don't think like he can't do two things at once. You can't do two things at once. You can't sit there and, and 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 work all day and then at eight o'clock at night have a conversation with the agent. Yeah, I'm gonna go to USC. Let's let's get it. I don't, I don't get that. When you sit down at night, you're not thinking about Oklahoma football. You're thinking about nah, but like like you don't think like these these NFL head coaches. They all the time get they get jobs all the time. It's different in the NFL. They're never really announced at the offseason. They have a firing day just about in the NFL. I understand, but I'm just saying, like, I just think people can do this stuff. Like, it's not that hard. Like, it's not like. You got to be fully invested to win, man. So you think that's why they lost? No, but I think that plays a part. I don't think you're all in. It takes everybody on the same page to win a football game. That wasn't the case last week in Norman. Is that where the game was at, Norman? No, it was in Oklahoma State. Well, in Oklahoma State. I mean, I don't know, man. I think it's like we're being a little petty to him. Not petty. I mean, I'm not looking bad. I'm not looking down on him. I'm just saying it was a little. little you could do two things at once. I just don't understand. If you're trying to win a game or you're working at a job, it can't be working at a job. That's not the same thing. It's like it's different when when you're talking about coaching and trying to put your eye on the next job already. Okay. All right. Well, hey, next week, guys, um, it's going to be the final playoff rankings will come out. So we got all the championship games Saturday. And then Sunday, we're going to have the rankings show. And then we'll have um, Brandon Rudolph's going to come on, right? Yes, we're going, we're working on that. We're going to get Brandon Rudolph on, and so we're going to break. We'll be like heavy playoff. We'll get right into the playoff. Um, National Signing Day is coming up too, so we're going to hit that coming up. So stay with us. We still got next week, and then you got the high, the following week is the Heisman. So we still got a couple more shows. We'll try to do a big playoff preview too, and also go over recruiting. So we still got a bunch of stuff to go over. Hey, make sure you guys tune in to everything 717 Sports. Make sure you check our website out 
www.717sportsmedia.com. Make sure you check us out on YouTube and every podcast listening platform. Make sure you follow, like, and subscribe, everything 717 Sports Media. And I'm still saying, nah, I'm not saying that we lost to Michigan State. It was rough. Go ahead. Hey, I'm still going to say, you know, keep checking out 717 Sports, guys. Keep checking us out. We'll come back next week with a huge playoff ranking show. We'll break it down. Brandon Rudolph will be coming in with some hot takes, I'm sure. Um, and then we'll talk about his sneakers. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about Penn State losing Michigan State. Uh, 85 million. Yeah, they paid him 100 million. What he got 10 year deal for seven and five. Woo! That's that a sarcastic woo. Go watch your yeah. Browns, man. Game's up. Go go watch your Browns. I hope I they know. lose the night too. Okay. All right. Don't be a hater. Go Bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>